You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. You can visit the Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street and make sure you check out the Sens Shuttle Bus. $17 gets you round trip to and from the GCP where the vibes are free. And we are having a vibe-centric podcast after a 6-3 win for the Ottawa Senators in the Battle of Ontario. The Senators finally earn a win. And Pilsy, it was all in the span of 3 minutes and 10 seconds that the Sens went bang, bang, bang to really put this one away. Hey, you know what? Maybe November's not so bad after all. I mean, that was one hell of a win for the Ottawa Senators in the heart of enemy territory, Ross, as we love to say. And this game really felt different right from the hop. Like, it didn't feel like this one was spiraling out of control. It didn't feel like the Sens were fumbling anything or letting uh, amazing chances slip away. It really felt like they were able to contain the Leafs. They were able to get big saves and big moments from Corpusallo and Ross. My key to victory in today's episode was get a momentum power play goal, and they got one. It ends up being the game winner from an unlikely suspect in Dominic Kubalik, nonetheless. They don't let Kubalik get hot. That's three goals in the last six games for Dominic yep. Kubalik, and it was a real team effort, but one line in particular stood out. Stay tuned for our Send Central standouts, but we noticed it right when Matthew Joseph was put up on that line with Tim Stutzla and Claude Giroux. That speed element brought it out of Timmy, and those two were flying tonight. That tic-tac-toe goal was the cherry on top of the production is how they did it. Well, and Ross, the one thing I want to mention on that tic-tac-toe goal is, hey, we've been hard on Timmy lately, so when he's good, you got to praise him. You got to take the good with the bad with Timmy. And what I love about that goal is Timmy did such a good job of pivoting his body while in stride to open himself up for that backdoor tap-in and a perfect pass by Matthew Joseph. Like, that play was executed perfectly in all aspects like this is the kind of execution that we expect from the top six talent in the ottawa senators lineup and the way that play worked smoothly uh entering the zone crisp passing good skating was absolutely amazing to watch them execute that on the toronto maple Leafs. so yeah i think we're gonna see that line of matthew joseph tim stutzla and claude Giroux stick together for a while and they should Based on the production tonight, the Senators win dirty, I'll say, in this game. Because they gave up a 2-1 lead, they gave up a 3-2 lead, but ultimately pull away towards the end. And that line, the production, I mean, it stands out. You got, um, as, as I pull it up here, Tim Stutzla, a goal and three assists. Timmy, four points tonight. Matthew Joseph with three assists. And Claude Giroux gets two goals and a helper. So that line combines for 10 points. Then you add the two goals from Dominic Kubalik. Then you add Roby Yarventi's first National Hockey League points. Let's go. And on the back end, Jacob Chikrin continues to climb towards your your ceiling, or should I say your checkpoint for Jacob Chikrin. My 20, checkpoint. 20 goals, your checkpoint uh, for Jacob in there. So lots of production spread all across the, uh, the Senators' offense tonight. Even Tyler Clevin got his first point of the season. I had a fun little tweet on that one based on Lee fans just falling in love with themselves 
over that uh, trade back in the draft where they got two Finnish kids that neither have made it yet. And obviously it's still early, but we'll take our wins while we can few and far between as they may in the month of November. I see people in the chat pills. already getting on you saying that you're jinxing the rest of the month, but this is just one step in the right direction. The senators are still five and six on the season, still a game below 500 and they're heading home to face a Canucks team tomorrow. That's just been sitting there waiting and they're waiting with a 9-2-1 and record. We'll save that for tomorrow's Locked On Senators. Play. I don't want to talk about that, Ross. Let's bask in the glory here. So I shouldn't bring up the concern of how they weren't able to put the team away until the third period, or should we just leave that for now and focus on that three-minute and ten-second span in the, in the third period? After, I mean, they they started the third period on their heels, Pilsy. They go in with the lead. They're on their heels for the first five minutes. They don't generate anything. And finally... The dam broke as the uh, as the Leafs tied this game up with Nick Robertson goal off a broken play where it ends up being a neutral zone infraction. The delayed penalty really didn't impact the the flow. It was just one of those two on ones that develops out of nowhere, and you kind of have to give Nick Robertson credit. He, he hit that that pass at the perfect moment. You got. I think you got to give Domi more credit. He's the one that gets that high clear. He sticks with the play. He scoops up the puck. He's falling down on one knee, and then he executes like. The perfect sauce pass. And you know what? For Tyler Clevin, obviously he gets burned on that uh, Austin Matthews opportunity when he dives. His buddy Corpy bails him out there. So maybe he's a little hesitant to dive on a play like that again. But I did think Clevin played that play properly. That was the right move to do. You just got to give stick taps uh, when Max Domi executes a perfect sauce pass and Robertson is able to get a stick on it and beat Corpusalo there. So I didn't have a pro- an issue with Clevin's uh, dive play on that one. Well, the coach seemed to give Clevin more opportunity in this game. He played just a shade under 14 minutes while Nicholas Mattin Palo is still right at that five minute and 50 second, that under seven minute yeah. ice time, the danger zone. And the only reason Mattin Palo is in the lineup is Artem Zub, not ready to go, Pilsy. That was a bit of a bummer right when they come out for warm-up. DJ said word for word, we're going to have seven defensemen in warm-up and then make the decision, but clearly it was made before they stepped on the ice. Yeah, and I mean, this might be a case, Ross, of them looking at the back-to-backs and being like, all right, let's let's try to get Zub in for the second half of the back-to-back. You get fresh legs on those tired guys, like you mentioned Vancouver has been sitting waiting, whereas uh, Ottawa's coming off a, a game right away. So maybe you want to give them one extra night and then have uh, an extra set of fresh legs for that second half of the back-to-back. It's going to be, well, that's tomorrow's problem, Pilsy. You wanted to bask in this one. So what to you was the biggest reason why Ottawa was able to double up the score on Toronto? It's the speed. We talked about how that uh, Joseph, Tim Stutzla, Claude Giroux line, like, they are able to have speed. And now you may be thinking, well, Claude Giroux, a veteran guy, he's not necessarily a speedster. But the thing is, Claude Giroux has such awesome hockey sense that it's almost like he's just like a traffic uh, conductor. And he just has the hockey IQ to be like, okay, Matthew Joseph's going to be here. By the time he's here, Timmy's going to be here. So I just have to hit him here and the play will develop itself. And Another thing I really want to give Clojure credit for, because we've been hard on him too, a guy that's a point-per-game pace. Him and Timmy, two guys, point-per-game, and we're still harping on him. So now we got to give him their flowers here. Clojure does an excellent job of 
not just sticking in the same position and hoping things work out. He'll float behind the play and he'll find himself in open, soft areas where he's wide open and teammates know that he's going to do that. So they're looking for a roving Claude Drew and they find him and hit him and he doesn't waste any time getting a shot off. One of his goals was like that. Uh, and I really thought that that's where Claude Drew's veteran presence can still work on a line with two just absolute speedsters out there. And that's the way it should be going forward. However, I don't know if I'm sold on Norris Kachuk Batherson. Batherson was frustrating me again tonight. That's been a common theme throughout the season. These giveaways in the offensive zone are just killing me. So stick with me here for a second, Pilsy, because I don't want to call these lines one, two, and three. But tomorrow night, would it be even just for a shift? Just give me a shift. Of Josh Norris also playing with Tarasenko and Kachuk. Yeah, that that would be the switch I'd looked towards Ross. Just because, look, unfortunately, it's Batherson's two-way game is just not happening. And it's not happening on either way. Uh, he's not able to bury really good opportunities. And like you mentioned, the giveaways and uh, the defensive effort just isn't there. So if you're going to kind of uh, demote anyone's ice time due to disappointing play. It's Batherson. If there's guys that haven't had an opportunity to have their play elevated as much as they probably should, you're probably looking at Tarasenko in that case. And how about Tarasenko, Ross? I talked about this where I thought he would come in and he's going to score goals, 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 and that's it. He's not going to have a B game. How about him absolutely knocking uh, Simon Benoit on his ass with the reverse hit. And uh, yeah, that classic Leafs fan that when the Leafs uh, signed uh, Benoit was like, oh, Timmy's going to be scared. If you can't even handle a reverse hit from Vladimir Tarasenko, I don't think Timmy's superstar is worried about you. Hey, I don't know if they call Tank for nothing. That guy's yeah. seriously got some lower body strength and he almost put the Sens ahead before they pulled away. Uh, just a bang-bang rebound in the slot, and he just missed wide. But Tarasenko was all around it tonight. I'd love to see more from Tarasenko yeah. up with uh, an offensive catalyst. But we know that uh, that Timmy line is is not moving at all. Keep him locked in with Matthew Joseph and Claude Giroux. The three, if you're just joining us, combined for 10 points in the Senators' 6-3 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's more individual performances we want to get into, some Send Central standouts. We want to open the chat up, get everybody in the mix. Yep. But, Pilsy, the funniest part of this game happened with 30 seconds left. That was when I noticed Ryan Reeves was playing for the first time, and he's trying to goat Zach McEwen into a fight. This team... This game had no bite to it at all. Other than like the reverse hit was nice, but it's just like that's the physicality in in the heat of the game, but not malicious. And Ross, usually in the Battle of Ontario, we see a lot of extracurricular activities after the whistle scrums at the net. Nothing. I can't even think of a single one or at the end of a period, guys are like, hey, the horn's gone. I'm going to try to get a couple shots in here and mix it up. There was none of that. There was nothing at all until Ryan Reeves with 30 seconds left said, I'm going to be the toughest guy in this building. Wasn't many people left in the building, mind you, after those three goals that um, the last one came. Yeah, I love that you pulled that one up. Our guy, um, that was one of our all-time moments where we're all, we're all clapping up a storm there. And um, I hope I hope our guy was in attendance uh, for this game here, Pilsy, because that uh, he deserves it. 
And we had a lot of Sens fans in the building. One of the OG members of Sens Central was in the building tonight. I was getting some texts from him saying that Jacob Chikrin's the best player on the Senators. I said, I don't know if I'd go that far, Houston, but <laughs> he's not that far off, man. He looks great. Jake Sanderson, he's, he's pinching a little bit more, and it's biting him. It bit him once tonight, too, but uh, even still with that. He was he was awesome tonight. Minus two, the stats might not do him justice um, in a in a basic sense, but playing over twenty three minutes, he was solid. But nothing like Jacob Chikrin. Somehow, and okay, we do want to get to the Sen Central standouts, but somehow, Travis Hamnick was plus four in this game. What? <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Travis Hamnick for Norris. He's got to stop taking penalties, Pillsy. This is getting a little nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, he was plus four. I'm not going to nitpick on, on one little penalty here, Ross. Come on. Well, they scored six seconds into the power play. <laughs> like, he, every penalty oh, this yeah, guy no takes, stop. they score like that. Yeah, and it's always a penalty where, like, he's going to the box being like, man, that was dumb. I hope the boys can kill it. And just right away, they, they can't get it done for him. But, I mean, it's he's kind of shooting himself in the in the foot there, so. Yeah, well, he shot himself in the foot against L.A. when Kopitar then just put in the rebound on him as well. But that's neither here nor there, okay? If Got if, shot in the foot there. Yeah, exactly. 6-3, the final score. The Senators win Woo! on the road in Toronto. Road Warriors? The Sens' last two wins have come on yeah. the road. Last Saturday in Pittsburgh and then – or sorry, not last Saturday. <laughs> the Saturday before, right? Yeah, it's been a while, Ross, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a little while. Since the Senators, yeah, it's two Saturdays ago. Uh, the Senators last won a game. It was a nice one here tonight. 27 shots to 30. So the Senators have less shots, get dominated in the faceoff circle, have a less shot attempts for percentage at five on five, and they get dominated in the hit category as well. But the score on the, the big board up top, the one that matters, goes in the Senators' favor Tonight, coming up after a quick word, we're going to get to our Send Central standouts tonight and a whole lot more. The postcast, as always, is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. You know how much we love our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. It's been a great relationship that continues to grow. The beauty of the Glebe Central Pub is not only do they always have great events going on from open mic night to speed dating to billiards night, or sorry, rather darts night is what I meant to say there. They've got it all at the Glebe Central Pub. They also wanted to make sure they knew they were a community staple for the Ottawa Senators. So with the with the Glebe Central Pub, they've now got $17 round trip to and from the CTC for many of the home games this season. So head to the website, GlebeCentralPub.com and buy your tickets to the send shuttle leaving just an hour and 15 minutes before the game and it will drop you off afterwards at the glebe central pub go visit them today 779 bank street and let them know locked on senators sent you our guy at sems sends obsessed will have uh, the glebe central pub rocking tonight ross i would have taken the glebe central pub shuttle bus all the way down the 401 from Toronto back to the GCP to celebrate tonight. That's how good the vibes are going to be. And the postcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Your Sleeper account vibes could be very high if you had players like Tim Stutzla, Claude Giroux, Matthew Joseph in your lineup, uh, Jonas Corposalo, because you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app in the U.S. There's so many possible ways to win. You can win big on the sleeper app the official app for the locked on podcast network when it comes to daily fantasy sports 
And you want to have guys that are getting goals like Claude Giroux, getting assists like Matty Joe, getting saves like Corpusella, plus minus like Travis Hamannick, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. Big payouts on sleepers. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code Locked On NHL to get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See sleeper terms of use for details. Only available in the U.S. for now. Welcome back to the postcast presented. By the Locked On Senators podcast in the Glebe Central Pub. 6-3, the final score. And our guy, Sends Obsessed, is in the chat. Here we go, holding it down at the GCP. We appreciate everyone for joining us after every single Ottawa Senators games. We win, we vibe, we lose, we vent. Always right here on the postcast. Tonight's the first battle of Ontario of the season. And it goes in the Senators' favor. 6-3, the final score. Pilsy, your number one Sense Central standout. In tonight's game. Look, I know there was guys that, uh, you know, they had the goals, they had the flash, but I feel like I'm starting to develop a trend where I always highlight the assists more than the goals. And if that's the case, I got to give a lot of love to our guy, Matty Joe. I mean, three assists here. The speed was absolutely flying. I thought he was able to play perfectly with Claude Giroux and Tim Stutz. I already did kind of a swift uh, breakthrough of that nice tap in that Joseph had for Stutzla. And I just liked his hustle. He had an opportunity where he had a little breakaway and got a backhand deke there. Like this guy, the, the difference in season to season for Matthew Joseph from last year to this year is phenomenal. Like mate, Ross, maybe you can argue me, but Matthew Joseph might be the most improved player from last season to this season so far. Like the turnaround was absolutely crazy for this guy. He was brought in to be a guy that is going to be paid like a third line winger, but is able to elevate up and down the lineup when there's injuries. And that's exactly what he's doing. But now he's not just up there as a replacement or a fill in. The Senators are finally figuring out a way to utilize his speed, and Matthew Joseph is kind of uh, earning that and allowing them to feel validated in having him up there because he's playing so damn well. So I want to give Matthew Joseph a lot of love because he's looked so good lately. Three assists tonight for Matthew Joseph, plus three, played 16-53 in this game, also had three shots on goal in the victory. I'm going to roll along with this line because Claude Giroux said his piece in the media and went out there and backed it up on the ice. Those two goals, an assist, plus two, 60% in the dot, and he did it all in a clean 15 minutes and 48 seconds. He was everything, the bit of leader you would hope to have from a guy like Claude Giroux tonight. And if we look, those game score impact cards that we always like to look at, Pilsy, that we don't quite understand, but we know that right <laughs> means good, left means bad. Uh, yeah. Matthew Joseph was second on the Sens today, and Claude Giroux was third. Those guys were electric out there. They they move the puck so well. Claude Giroux does this thing where he just gets lost on the power play coverage. Like He just you know slowly creeps down low and... I had that tweet afterwards, his smile, uh, when he scored his first goal of the game. And I said, man, there's that photo of him with Alfie. I said, uh, hey, should I, should I fake throw my stick in the crowd here? Is that the, what the cool kids do at the uh, the Scotiabank Library or the Air Canada Library back in the day when Alfie did it? And Claude Giroux was just uh, – he, he was as advertised. We've wanted more from him in certain games this year. He was – he needs – 
more performances like that would be very welcome for me, Pilsy, as he's going to be my first of a few Sen Central standouts in this game. Yeah, that's definitely a good one, Ross. I want to give Claude Giroux stick taps. And as I typically do in the postcast, got to check out the face-off stats. Six for 10 in the dot, good for 60%. So how, how many were classic game for Claude Giroux. How many were against John Tavares? Uh, let me check. I've got the face-off summary, so I'll quickly get the face-off comparison here. Please. I like this. Two of them. And he was 50% in the draw. So not, oh, wait, no, sorry. That's just uh, five of them total. And he was two for five. Okay. So I just wasted your time. That's not a noteworthy stat at all. Good job by me. I'll get us I'll get us back on the rails here by snapping you over, who I'd imagine you're going to go to is the third member of that line. Yes. I mean, th- this line deserves all the praise. Ross, uh, we got to get Martian to drop off all three of our fire helmets to the uh, Scotiabank Arena so they can give out three fire helmets to all players on this line. That's what we're going to do here on the postcast because we're vibing. We got fire helmets to give away. You get a fire helmet. You get a fire helmet. And you get a fire helmet. Let's go. Tim Stutzla is the third standout for us here. I mean, four points for Tim Stutzla. That's absolutely sick. A plus three. He goes... 40% in the dots, not as high as you'd want, but the Leafs did have a really good night in the face-off dot here. But Tim Stutzla, it seemed like he finally found his rhythm here, Ross. Like, I can't think of too many times where Tim Stutzla tried to do it all and had it blow up in his face and it turned into a turnover and odd man rushed the other way. It seemed like he was he was sharp. He wasn't looking at the iPad too much. He wasn't frustrated. He wasn't kicking the door. He wasn't uh, kind of looking at refs for calls when he when he's getting frustrated like this just seemed like he really reined it in and the play that I love most about Tim Stutzla here was they dumped it into the Leafs end Joseph Wall has it behind the net on his stick and Timmy is coming flying around the other way and he pickpockets Wall to set up that Claude Giroud goal like that's what you want to see from Timmy you want to see him out there uh making opponents pay for hesitating and for taking their time with the puck. I love Tim Stutzla's game here. There's a reason he's called Timmy Superstar, and he was my lockdown player, Ross. I wanted him to have a big game up against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Battle of Ontario. That's what he does. He certainly did. Now, another note on Tim Stutzla tonight. This one, courtesy of the NHLPA, they tweeted this out, or sorry, NHLPR, I should say. Tim Stutzla recorded his 49th career multi-point outing which ranks second behind only Brady Kachuk since Timmy entered the league. Also, only two active players have recorded 10 assists in a season with Ottawa in fewer games than Timmy's 11. Those players, Eric Carlson and Thomas Shabbat. So good company. I mean, there's maybe one too many qualifiers on there, active players. I'd rather it be in, in history. But we'll allow it when Eric Carlson and Thomas Shabbat are the only other two guys on the list. So a great game from Tim Stutzla tonight. Now, with um, with respects to a bonus one, because we got the graphic. I'm working on it right now. We'll pull it up in a nice. second. Some beauty photos from tonight's game. Elzy, we've, we've maybe left out the best player tonight. Jacob Chikrin played 31 minutes and six seconds. Oh, a, wow. A career high in ice time for Jacob Chikrin. 
the 25-year-old, number one defenseman for the Oats for how many years? He plays a career high tonight. He's plus four. He has a goal, an assist, two shots on goal. He was quarterbacking the top power play unit. Offensively, he's got these pivots to him. When he has the puck on his stick, he looked confident. Like The only thing that I'm worried about is how's he going to look tomorrow in less than 24 hours after that. But tonight, he was unreal. Yeah, uh, Ross, not going to lie. I was not ready to hear that Chikrin played over 30 minutes tonight. I I really thought that uh, they would have rolled the lines a little more, especially because I saw Clevin out there a lot more often than usual, but that didn't necessarily mean Matthew Palo also got out there more too. So that's crazy for Jacob Chikrin. And yeah, he had a nice game, uh, even though he kind of fanned on his shot that ends up being a goal. I think him fanning on it a little actually ended up turning out in his favor because it was kind of like the old knuckleball on Joseph Wall. He wasn't really quite ready for it. So yeah, Jacob Chikrin, I mean, when you look at a guy that has had injury concerns in the past, but now he's one of the mainstays while the rest of the decor is struggling with injuries, it's just been an absolute blessing to have him and Jake Sanderson, a sophomore player, a new, fairly new sense player and a sophomore sense player being the ones that hold up the responsibility of this decor has been very refreshing and everybody loves Jacob Chicken in Ottawa. And let's hope as the chat's mentioning here, John says, let's hope Zub's in the lineup to do tomorrow would really alleviate some pressure. But with yep. that, man, I also want to give us some stick taps. And I, I actually, you know what? First, I want to throw it back to you because you got one more standout you want to go to as a goalie friendly show. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to give stick taps to Corpus Allo here. I mean, that save on Austin Matthews, that's a 10 out of 10 save right there. You can't get much bigger in a more important moment because, Ross, I believe at that time, I'm just checking my notes here, but that was a 1-1 game at that point. Yeah, it's a 1-1 game near the end of the second period, and this is one of those opportunities, and they talked about it a lot on the broadcast, where getting the right matchups is so crucial in games like this. Matthews is out there up against Martin Paolo and Tyler Clevin, and he easily gets around Martin Paolo, and then Clevin comes in diving to try to stop him from having a good chance. Austin Matthews, one of the best players in the league, toe drags right around that with ease and pulls off a great, great move and gets the backhand. It's not like he got the backhand and didn't elevate it. He got it in a good spot, but Corpusala was right there. Great reflexes. Not only does he make the glove save Ross, but he catches it. No rebound, no chaos. Calm it down. Flash the leather a little bit. Give the fans a little bit of a show. And it was an incredible save. Uh, that was just one of many really good saves, Ross. And before I snap it back to you, I've been getting on Corpusala for him scaring the heck out of me when he has the puck covered and for some reason he's just so prone to trying to play it even if it doesn't make sense great job by Corpus Allo tonight holding it even there was a moment where he could have passed it but he was like no not gonna do that I'm just gonna hold it just gonna slow things down here and that was refreshing to see as uh, it's a relief not to have your goalie just throwing the puck out randomly and it's all of a sudden chaos everywhere so Corpus Allo, unreal job tonight or when your goalie's behind the net and decides to give it to the other team. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, Joseph Wall just took too long with it. And uh, when you're doing something like that, you have to be aware of who's on the ice. And Joseph Wall was not aware of Timmy Speedstar. I'll, I'll do a little pivot on Superstar Speedstar, Ross. Timmy was going around the boards yelling, game a game a Schnell, Schnell, for 
you non-German speakers, that's fast, fast, quick, quick, if my translation is correct. Wow, nice, Pilsy. That's absolutely sick. That's absolutely sick, dude. Keep it up. Um, we mentioned Eunice Corpusalo, who has the Ottawa Fire Helmet right now. The question Ooh, okay. we're asking on YouTube, you can see it in the poll, already 100 votes. Let's keep those rolling in. Who will Corpusalo give the Ottawa Fire Helmet to? highlighted the four players that we're, we've talked about throughout this show already. Claude Giroux, Tim Stutzla, Matthew Joseph, and Jacob Chikrin. The results are in that same order, with Claude Giroux leading the way at 48% of the vote. But Pilsy, I think there might be something to this. New goalie, he might go with his defenseman, who was plus four in front of him. I think we might see it go to Jacob Chikrin. However, Chikrin has had the helmet before. He got it in the home opener so yep. maybe there's a little bit of, hey, puff, puff, pass it around. Shout out Mary J's. Hey, yeah, we're familiar with that for sure. Uh, Ross, if I'm a goalie, I'm giving it to the defenseman that just played over 30 minutes. It's like it's like a quarterback. Oh, yeah, true. That's smart, Senator. Good catch there. But if I'm a goalie, I'm doing that. It's like a quarterback. Like if a quarterback has a game where he doesn't get sacked, you better believe he's buying all the offensive linemen uh, a Rolex or something. Like he's getting them a good gift there. So that's a good one. But that's a great point by Senator. They're very, very likely to give it to a guy who got his first point. And hey, Obviously, not one of the most impactful players of the game, but I thought Roby Arventi had a nice game, and he even got himself bumped up from being weirdly on the fourth line to being up on the uh, third line there for a decent chunk of the game. So, shout out Red Light Roby, dishing out apples. Yeah, big disher. Great stuff. For one apple, I should say. Stick taps to Roby. He also almost scored. It was an in-tight break that um, it was a beautiful pass, I believe, by Tarasenko. It was Tarasenko, the playmaker. The tank, the playmaker. Oh. chef's kiss on that one put it right in the spot for Roby but it was a good save there one of a few good saves we'll say from Joseph Wool who uh definitely didn't steal this game for Toronto Corpusala I'd say was good when he had to be did make highlight real saves but I think it was more so that onslaught of offense by Ottawa those three quick goals in quick succession bingo bango bongo all of a sudden the Senators get the three goal lead they hold on to it 6-3 the final score tonight the Ottawa Senators get the win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pilsy, this was a uh, fun game. Lots to highlight and lots to look forward to tomorrow. But a question or a, a comment I want to make as well. The one that I kind of was about to say and then threw it back to you instead. We've been getting some mixed reviews on Jacob Bernard Docker. But to me, in the situation that he's in, like, He's, he's, I think, going to stay in the top four when Zub gets back. Like, I think it's Hamannick, although plus four, I get it. So DJ will probably keep him with Jacob Chikrin. The two of them spent most of tonight together. But I also think that you're looking at a situation where Jake Sanderson is much more comfortable with Bernard Docker than he is with Hamannick. At least at this point, Ross, like last year, Hamannick and Sanderson played almost exclusively. Yeah, nice, exactly. Um, but that's in the last six games. Stay tuned. End of the show. I'll do that. Do it. Do it. Love it. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a scenario where I don't think anyone saw Jacob Bernard Docker playing upwards of 20 minutes consistently night after night here, but he's looked good. And you got to give it to him. This was a season where he was down and out. Uh, Ross, 
the former GM of the team before the season said Jacob Bernard Docker has the inside track. He told us that and it didn't go his way out of training camp, but he stuck to his guns. He, he got an opportunity here with three injuries on the decor and he showed well so far. So sick taps to JBD. Yeah. Big stick taps to JBD. Yeah. You know me. I like it when, uh, when he's getting into to his, his uh, flow of the game and not making mistakes and looking confident whether the puck's on his stick or whether he's going back to fetch a puck out from behind his own net. Now, this game was was good, but not perfect. And the advanced stats, the hockey game scorecards there, kind of showing the same story. Like Brady Kachuk, okay game. Drake Batherson, not great. I think you got you got to switch it up and and get those guys going somehow. But obviously, with the other line rolling here, you have you have more limited options. But I'm hoping that we see something tomorrow night because you're going up against a Vancouver Canucks team that we'll preview in Locked On Senators tomorrow. But are very very adaptable to whatever game you want to play. So I'm I'm going to be curious to see how this quick. Uh, turnaround goes for the Senators it might be the best thing for them, right? They finally get a win. It's like, okay, let's get right back in the saddle uh, tomorrow night. So any final thoughts here as we wrap up a 6-3 loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Beat the traffic was in full force. We're getting videos to our Twitter yes. at Send Central. We're retweeting those. So make sure that if you were in the building, we want to see you take advantage of the heart of enemy territory. Yes, absolutely. Ross, that, that was one of our favorite things to do. We were such elite Sens brain Sens fans when we lived in the heart of enemy territory. So for all you people that are there for work or, or what have you, enjoy this. Bask in the glory of beating the Leafs at home. It's a it's a feeling unlike unlike any other, really. It's it's incredible. Well, hey, a win in November is pretty cool too, just overall. Yeah, throw that in the mix, and then why not double down the Leafs' a 6-3 victory, as you're seeing here in the game recap. Ross, final thoughts for me is we can all breathe that sigh of relief because, Ross, I don't know about you, but heading into this game, I was it was one of those things where I was more worried to lose than I was excited to win. Obviously, the win is awesome. I'm very excited. We got Positive Pillsy back in the mix here. Let's go. It's good to be back. I was on a little vacation there. Maybe Positive Pillsy got stuck in Ohio for a bit, but he's back now. And it feels good to beat the Leafs, but my God, it feels better not to get beaten by the Leafs because if this would have been a flipped scorecard here, I don't even want to know what the post-game scrums are like and things like that. And it was nice, Ross, after a week where the focus is Sens fans booing the Sens and Sens players saying they they don't want to hear it and they're sick of it. Well, you get to bring the boo birds out in Toronto as the Leafs fans w- woke up from their naps and decided to start booing. And that was music to my ears. Yeah, it was better better served than it was in Ottawa with the Boo Birds out on Saturday night. So hopefully they can keep that rolling. Again, it's a quick turnaround against the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow at the CTC. The vibes will be high. Martian's going to be at the game, and then he's going to run home quick and hop on the postcast with Pillsy. It's a work night for me, but I feel like I'm leaving you guys in a good spot. I feel like tomorrow could be a very fun postcast. Oh, I hope so. Marsha and I always get the stinker. So maybe this, uh, hey, maybe this is the winds of change here in November, Ross. Maybe it is. I promised you guys a stat. 
you're going to get a stat here to finish off the show. The last three, four, five, six, seven. In the last seven games, Alex Dabrinkin has one goal and one assist. In Dominic Kubelik's last four games, he's got four goals. Woo! Who? Hey, I wonder what people think of the trade now. <laughs> I need <laughs> that. I need that soundbite. Uh, if anyone doesn't remember that, when uh, Alex Burrow scored two goals in his first game with the Sens, and uh, Guy Boucher said, "I wonder what people think of the trade now." That trade, of course, came from Vancouver. Full circle moment. The All-Canadian Week continues. The Senators get a 6-3 win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who, by the way, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and and there could be a Locked On Leafs host in the chat right now. So say hope you enjoyed the game, Mikey. Thanks for coming on the show today. The Toronto Maple Leafs have three regulation wins this season. Three regulation wins. Ottawa's got five, if you're counting at home. Because we don't do – Ottawa doesn't do overtime, apparently. No, I mean the these, yeah, these players just want to get going here. There they we go. Do. Stick taps the locked on Leafs, fellas. They're not as bad as the suits in the lower bowl at the uh, absolute beauties over at Locked On Leafs. Yeah, beauty. So good game tonight. Six three, the final score. We're gonna wake up early, get that episode out, full game day preview tomorrow. Because after so many days off, the last two, I'm chomping at the bit, and to have it happen after a win just makes it that much better so our final thoughts are in the books and a win stamped signed sealed delivered for the ottawa senators thank you everyone in the chat let's get some go sends goes here as we will be back for the show tomorrow and of course in the postcast where we will vibe or vent the senators have an opportunity to get back to 500 with a win against the nine two and one Vancouver Canucks. Hope you enjoyed the postcast tonight for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is in the heart of the Glebe. Visit them for great food, great drinks, and the Send Shuttle $17 to and from the CTC. GlebeCentralPub.com.